0: The latest tips and equipment to improve your game. The latest from the leaderboards and your favorite courses. This is Golf in the Northwest, an action-packed hour about everything golf. Brought to you on the fan by Laurelhurst Market. More than just your family neighborhood steakhouse. Now with award-winning PGA professional Harold Bluestein. Here's your host, Jason Swigard.
1: Well, a fine good morning to you all. Apologies uh, for my pipes; they are uh, evading me here. I got to find a way to get them back before uh, the pilots take on San Diego tonight over on nine ten. So bear with me for the next hour. But uh, I'm in San Diego. Harold's back in the studio. How you doing, Harold?
3: I'm doing great. Uh, once again, missing your smiling face uh, across the desk here.
1: Oh, you're so kind. Yeah, you're so kind.
3: Well, it's because you're ill. <laughs> you don't really want to. Yeah, make fun you of you love seeing sick. me
1: suffer, don't you?
3: <laughs> well, whenever you're sicker than I am, I feel better. The, yeah, uh...
1: this doesn't. Doesn't happen all that much, so I don't know where it came from. Uh, feel much better than I sound, so plenty of energy. So uh, we'll get through the next hour together. We got plenty of help though coming up. Uh, our old buddy Garrett Johnston, golf writer extraordinaire, is going to join us. He uh, he grew up in Sacramento, and the first big golf event he got to cover was uh, the Pro Am. Uh, at pebble beach he's been writing stories on it some uh, great stories around uh, a lot of the interactions between celebrities caddies and the pros Um, so we'll talk to him about that as well as its relevance uh, still on the tour there are some that are saying uh, that style of event has run its course and uh, we just rather see the best field possible on one of the uh, greatest golf courses in the world
3: yeah, it, uh, it's a shame because this has an incredible history. Uh, 1947, I guess, it started with uh, Bing yeah. Crosby, Clambake. Uh, it, things change, uh, and we're not sure that people are still interested in watching poor players poor play poorly. <laughs> uh, and and six-hour rounds on TV, it can be tough.
1: Uh, also going to join us in our uh, golf tips, Garrett will join us at 8.15 at 8.30 and ask the pros. Michael Neff is with Gears Golf, uh, and they are one of the uh, preeminent uh, companies in um, tracking your swing um and being able to analyze it uh, seven ways from Sunday, uh, detect where you're losing speed, whether you're out of alignment, all of those sorts of things. So I'm anxious to talk to him. It's, it's fascinating technology uh, that the pros are using now, and it's starting to work its way down to, to the club level, uh, and we'll see uh, what they've got cooked up and um, how it can benefit not just the professional but um, the avid player as well.
3: Well, technology is really – we talk about power and distance in golf, and technology has increased the the distance that players are hitting the ball. So for – you know, you get four yards for every one mile per hour, and so players are trying to increase their clubhead speed, consequently their ball speed, and getting those 320-yard drives.
1: (laughs) That and then uh, the business of golf. We'll talk a little bit more about uh, the AT&T Pebble Beach. Uh, Phil Mickelson, the defending champion, uh, defying his age. Uh, He's up near the leaderboard. Also, um, just some of the unique uh, tournament uh, setups. Uh, We've got another one down in uh, Victoria, Australia we'll get to in a moment as well. Um, So we'll discuss a little bit about maybe what fans would like to see that they're not seeing on uh, on the PGA Tour or other professional tours. But as always, we start by going Inside the Ropes.
0: It's time for an insider's look at the leaderboards. The latest on all tours, plus local golf events and golf news. This is Inside the Ropes, part of Golf in the Northwest.
1: Three tours we are keeping an eye on today. We'll start with the Corn Ferry Tour. They are in Columbia, uh, for the country club, the Bogota Championship. And uh, a name we haven't heard from from a while, Camilo Vijegas is tied for the lead after two rounds, playing in his native Colombia. Uh, he's been out since 2018. He had shoulder surgery. He's trying to come back uh, with a medical exemption and work his way back to PGA Tour. But uh, for him, the first ever PGA Tour sanctioned event in his home country, got to be a big thrill. You know how much he would like to win this.
3: No kidding. And uh, 38 years old, you know, you think of Camilo Vijegas just coming out uh, as as a player. I can remember when he was new on the tour and he'd squat down or lay down on the green to read a putt. And it was yeah, pretty exciting stuff. But
1: Spider-Man pose that he would get down there.
3: Exactly. I tried it once, and it took 20 minutes to get back <laughs> up. But he's quite an athlete. Uh, it's a shame that injury has caught up with him. But it's, it's exciting to see him back. Uh, and I think he could, if he can stay healthy, he can find his way back onto the tour.
1: Yeah, he's tied with the youngster, a uh, Corn Ferry Tour rookie, John Vanderlaan. Uh, and he had had conditional status previously, uh, couldn't ever uh, get fixed on there, went to the qualifying school this past December, earned his tour card, and he's been playing well. Uh, for top 25s, and uh, is looking to, uh, at just 23 years old, try and uh, get to the PGA Tour before he's 25.
3: Yeah, he's played in a lot of Monday qualifiers, trying to to uh, get into the tournament itself, and here he is in finally and up near the top. So good luck to him.
1: Well, yeah, and being paired with Vijaygas is going to be a, a big um, you know lesson for him. As a guy who's won four times on the PGA Tour, understanding what you're up against, uh, if he can perform well there, obviously the crowd is going to be very much with Vijayga. so it'll be uh, an interesting experience for him. The LPGA is down in Australia. They'll be there for a couple of events. This one is the HSPS Handa Vic Open. They're playing the 13th Beach Golf Links uh, courses in Victoria, um, there's two courses that they are playing and this event is being played simultaneously intertwined with a European tour and an Australian tour event. Uh, the women, There's a group, women's group followed by a men's group. They're not competing together but they're having their own tournament simultaneously. Uh, Aiyan Cho of korea is in the lead at 12 under after three rounds and then madeline sagstrom at 11 under par coming off her first lpga tour victory last week at the boca rio event uh her first win and many thought her first win would come a few years ago she was a hot rookie uh, coming from lsu um, after playing in sweden 2017 solheim cup captain's pick and They're just waiting for her to finally uh, break through, and they think she's going to win a whole bunch of tournaments.
3: Yeah, actually, a great player I was watching yesterday. Uh, Hits the ball solid, uh, hits a lot of greens. I really like this format. If we're talking about how we can grow the game of golf, this format is a winner, Uh, up one side down the other, it is fantastic to have the men and the women sharing the golf course at the same time. We've had tournaments in the past where they would, they would uh, share the golf course, but uh, the men one week and the women following week, now we're, we've got them playing simultaneously. And I think as far as, again, growing the game, this is one way to do it.
1: No question. You'd love to see an event... You'd have to go somewhere that has uh, multiple courses that that are championship worthy so you could do the rotation. Uh, Pebble, you know, Monterey down there, you could do it. Uh, Pinehurst, you could do it. Boy, if you had a regular event at the Pinehurst uh, facility uh, that, you know, had the LPGA and the PGA intertwined, they're playing, um, you know, the same courses uh, intertwined with groups, uh, that would be a lot of fun to see. And uh, you can get out there and see see how they stack up, um, you know, next to one another. It'd be fantastic.
3: Yeah, it would be absolutely fantastic. The uh, I I was reading an article uh, uh, what's his name. Uh, <laughs> well, one of the tour players was saying we we learn a lot by watching how the women play. They're hitting uh, hybrids into greens uh, from 170, 180, and hitting him 10 feet, and that's a very different game than the way we play. And yet it takes so much – it's so much more difficult to control a hybrid into a green than it is a a six iron. So I – and it was uh, Ogilvy. He was saying – Oh, yeah. Yeah, he just – he loves watching how the women play because they hit it straighter, they hit more greens – They're not out there to try and uh, overpower the golf course. They're playing the game. And to see uh, that kind of play against the power play of the men on the same day, uh, alternating groups, I think it would be a lot of fun to watch.
1: So we'll see uh, if the PGA Tour uh, picks up uh, any tips from that event. Of course, uh, the big tour is at uh, Pebble Beach this week for the at t Pebble Beach National Pro-Am. Nick Taylor is your leader uh, at 14 under par. They're just getting ready to tee off. It's a, a 3 uh, course rotation, so the cut won't be until after today. Top 60 in ties. Jason Day is at 12-under. Phil Mickelson is at 11-under. Uh, the rookie, Chris Baker, is at 10-under par, along with Charles Schwartzel. Dustin Johnson at 9-under. Uh, Patrick Cantlay is at 8-under. So we talk about, you know, there's not the the top players. All the top players aren't there, but there's certainly some star power uh, and some new names to come about. So it's a, it's not like it's uh, nobody's there. Certainly some some players you're familiar with, um, but it would be it sure would be fun to see Jason Day and Phil Mickelson in that last group on Sunday at Pebble.
3: Yeah, it certainly would. Particularly, I'm a Jason Day fan uh, based on what he experienced as a kid growing up, uh, and how he was helped along uh, by Ernie Els. I think it's a good story uh, to see Jason Day come back from a lot of back injuries and such. We could talk a little bit about his therapy. He's doing balloon therapy, which means that he spends, uh, instead of lifting weights to build up his core, uh, he is actually blowing up balloons. And he said he's getting pretty good at making farm animals and swords and things like that. Yeah, but it's an unusual approach to his building up his uh, upper core, his thoracic region, and we can talk about why that's important in a golf swing uh, at some later date. No
1: question. We will definitely uh, get into that as well. Uh, some local players, a lot of uh, the local you know, Northwest players in this event, as we uh, scroll down the leaderboard, uh, you have uh, Aaron Wise, the former Duck. I believe he, uh, Wyndham Clark is at four under. Uh, Aaron Wise is in the group as well. Scott Harrington is at three under. I think Wise was at five under. Um, so a lot of local uh, players, uh, they're very familiar with that Poanna Green. So uh, if they can uh, get on a hot streak at some point, play their way into Sunday, that'll be big for all of them. Uh, trying to get the season off to a good start, and it's nice to see a lot of local Northwest guys uh, regularly playing on the PGA Tour again.
3: Yeah, Wyndham Clark had a good week last week. Uh, Yes, he did. He struggled a little bit at the end, but what a great experience to be there in the final group, was it, or was it the 2nd last group? Uh,
1: I think it was the 2nd last group. He made his big move in round two and then uh, didn't follow it up in round three, so um, was there towards the end. I think he had a top-ten finish um as we're checking that that's a big but, learning
3: yeah. experience for him to be out there in that situation i i think it will bode well for him the rest of the season
1: no question and you talk about last week too uh at the phoenix uh in that environment uh tony finow once again putting himself in position but just he can't close it and um Webb Simpson got him at the end for Finau. Some are wondering again when all his game, all that length, the touch he has around the greens, why it's not equating to more victories.
3: Well, in, in his touch around the greens is is only average. Uh, he struggles with putting, as you you could see in the last yeah. two holes, he had opportunities to make birdies, and then uh, in the playoff, he missed a, another birdie attempt where Webb Simpson made it. So this was a classic uh situation or scenario where you had a guy who doesn't hit it very long against a guy who does bomb it. And the guy Webb Simpson is not necessarily short off the tee. He's worked to gain distance, but he's certainly not at the top. I think he's ranked uh this last week 44th in the field for distance, but 44th was was pretty good. The key is he was ranked third in fairways hit, and fourth in greens and regulations. So it comes down to the fact Andy was making putts. So having an all-around game will win you a lot of tournaments. I think, what was this, his sixth win? Uh, Tony Finau is looking for his second.
1: Yep, no question. So that's what's going on around the tours. We're going to continue our discussion of the AT&T Pubble Beach Pro-Am. Our good buddy Garrett Johnston, who's covered that event for years, going to join us, uh, share some of his favorite stories, and uh, make the case that this particular event with the celebrities is still relevant and important to the PGA Tour as we continue on. It's Golf in the Northwest on Tenny the Fan. Welcome back in golf of the Northwest. Jason Swigard, Hera Bluestein here with you, and we want to continue on our conversation regarding the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Uh, going on and i wanted to bring in an old friend of the show uh he's covered this event uh so many uh, times uh, we've lost count but our good buddy garrett johnston uh golf rider extraordinaire and now uh getting set to work uh the xfl part of the production group uh, he's back in dc now but this event holds a special place in his heart good morning garrett thanks for joining us hey good morning And I I wanted to go back, Uh, I saw your article that posted earlier this week on, um, uh, let me get the website for everybody, the Caddy Network, uh, talking about how much the players that do play in this event really appreciate it and embrace it, the caddies, uh, the celebrities, it's a unique event on the PGA Tour, and uh, you've got people from all walks of life, different celebrities, different sorts of athletes all coming together, and, and But I think you have to be there to fully understand it, and you've had the the privilege of doing that. What are some of your favorite stories of of some of the stuff that's gone on over the years?
4: Yeah, well, I think with golf, um, and you kind of hear it with Jim Nance when he calls this event. It's it's obviously special to him. um, But whether it's Nance calling the action or whether it's the celebrities, the players, there is so much wrapped up in this week. And to me, it represents one of my favorite parts about golf, and that's the shared passion for golf and when I say that I'm talking about you know former stories from past years think about uh, I remember Kenny G was on the range in 2016 and this is at dusk he's the only guy there and I'm thinking what, and I went to him asked him for you know five or ten minutes we talked about you know golf and how much he loves it but like it, it makes sense to him to spend the rest of the evening working on the range he, he had missed the cut that year and he was just trying to find it in the dirt. And there's so many other stories of that. Even Jake Owen, who had played a match. Of course, he always uh, teams up with Jordan Spieth in this event, guys. And Jake Owen in 2016 on the Tuesday played exclusive Cypress Country Club with Jordan. They played a match against each other. Jake beat Jordan and went straight to the range. And worked on his game, and I remember seeing him at the, on the range there in 2016, and he was glowing, he was, you know, bragging to anybody that would listen, hey, I just need Jordan, guys. <laughs> it was a great a great match, and here I am, you know, working it out on the range. So it's amazing. I say shared passion. Like, these guys, these, these celebrities are so into it. I, I remember that same year, Larry Fitzgerald was on the range at Monterey Peninsula Country Club on a Friday. He was playing with Kevin Streelman. And he had never played Pebble Beach in his life to that point. I remember I asked him about that, and he was nervous. He was trying to work it out, get his swing figured out on that range there, and he was about to tee off what it would have been 14 hours later at Pebble for the first time. I think a lot of us could relate to that, just the anticipation. You know, we're so we, – we love the game, and I think I, I, this week we see that with the celebrities. I think it makes them more relatable to us.
3: And they are really outside of their comfort zone when they're on the golf course with the professionals, aren't they?
4: A little bit, yeah. I I had talked to Aaron Rodgers in the past, uh, and he had said, man, I'm just trying to get out of their way. This is what they do for (laughs) a living. I I love being out here, but I don't want to accidentally step in somebody's line. I don't want to accidentally throw somebody's timing off and cause them to miss the cut. I mean, he's very uh, aware of that, which I think is great. You know, it shows a cool side of Aaron that, that he's, um, you know, I guess humble in that sense. The, the other cool thing with, with Rogers is that he, he's just so into this event. Like, I, I remember last year, remember he was paired with Ho Sung Choi, the uh, animated uh, swinger <laughs> oh, yeah. of the golf club, but with the, all those crazy reactions on Twitter, all viral reactions. Anyway, um, they were paired in the same grouping. I should say Aaron was playing with his buddy Jerry Kelly and Ho Sung is in the grouping, and um, it was great. Like, they, they had a chance, they met on the tee box Thursday morning, Monterey Peninsula Country Club, and 20 hours later, Aaron had invited Ho Sung to come to his rental home where Jerry Kelly and his wife and Jerry Kelly's caddy and their, his wife, and everybody normally stays. It's like the Pebble Beach family for Rogers slash Kelly's group. And they invited Ho Sung, his entire family, his kids went out there. They had a a campfire in the backyard. uh, The kids sang in Korean, some some native Korean songs. In return, Aaron Rodgers played guitar and had his, you know, Jerry Kelly and his other buddies kind of singing some songs. They sang some uh, Darius Rucker cover songs. Of course, Darius being a big part of that Pebble Beach event, too. So it just shows you, like, wow, like this is a game. And these are people from different continents, different worlds, like you said, different walks of life. And it's so cool to see them come together and for Aaron and, and Jerry to be like, yeah, let, let's have Ho-Sung over. We just met him. We'd only play one round with him. Let, let's let's make him feel welcome. That was one thing that, that Aaron said last year. He said it was such a blast, and, and he loved um, hosting, and, and it, it made sense to him. It, like there was no question. Why, why, why would it be too soon? to invite Hosung over. So it's great to to hear about that camaraderie.
1: Talking here with Garrett Johnston, uh, golf writer. The story he's talking about is on the Caddy Network. Uh, You can follow him uh, on Twitter, at JohnstonGarrett. Uh, And he's been uh, posting as well throughout this year's tournament. But I guess, you know, uh, there are some that would say, well, that's cool for all the celebrities that get to go. And and if you have the means to maybe go attend the tournament. But there's others that are saying there's only 12 of the top 50 players playing this week. Tiger Woods has pretty much avoided it uh, since he has been able to choose his own schedule. Uh, Some other big guys don't like how long it takes to play the round, and some say Pebble Beach deserves a deeper field if it's going to have a regular uh, PGA Tour stop. Uh, To those critics, uh, why is this particular event in this particular format uh, still relevant, and how does it relate to the people watching on TV?
4: Yeah, well, I think it's relevant because it's the tradition of it, right? It's it's, it's a Bing Crosby plan-bake. Originally, he had started it there um, and he had gotten his actor friends together. And, um, so I think it, the, the tour loves the tradition events. You know what I mean? Riviera next week, there's so much with that, um, with Bay Hill being, being part of, you know, host of Arnold Palmer. Like, it's hard to, it's hard to fight against the tradition point. And, and then I think the other thing, yes, the six-hour rounds are tough. I mean, to be honest with you, I talked to Patrick Reed at, at, on Sunday night last year, And he was a little frustrated with how long the rounds were, and no surprise he's not back this year. Um, And even for him, he's a guy that his first top ten ever on the PGA Tour was at Pebble in 2013. And it's a big, you know, he played video games growing up at Pebble Beach, you know what I mean, on Tiger Woods. So it's tough when you lose a read or when you lose some of the top 20 players. As you mentioned, there's there's just not – there's not a lot of strength of field. And, and beyond tradition, it, it, it's, it's tough because these guys have – hey, next week, for example, nine of the top ten in the world are there. Everybody loves Riviera. It's one of the best um, venues out there. So this, this schedule, especially when they've gotten so condensed because of the majors changing, the PGA going to May last year, it just makes it so tricky. I mean, so many players play Phoenix the week before. And then, of course, Torrey, you know, so many top players yep. are getting to Torrey as well. So where, you know, there are going to be some tournaments that, that, that just don't get prioritized beyond the big three of Dustin Johnson, Jordan Spieth, and Jason Day, who we tend to see out here every year.
3: The, uh, what I'm looking at now in the leaderboard is Phil Mickelson, uh, Dustin Johnson are up near the lead. Uh, that's some star power that they can, they can fall back on.
4: Yeah, it does help, and, and I think I, I made the point last night on Twitter that we always talk about Phil, right? And, and we know that even a self admitted since he won this event last year, he's been struggling. But it's it's pretty common thought that he's going to compete at Augusta into his fifties, right? Like he just mm-hmm. that 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 course sets up, and and he's smart and he can plot around there. What about Pebble Beach in this event? I mean, it's possible that he. he could be relevant in this event. Who knows? I, I don't want to get I don't get greedy here, but could he? Could he be at this event in age 60, 61 uh, <laughs> on a Saturday hosted uh, chance? I mean, it, it, he has that kind of game. He loves these greens. Uh, I know Jason Day was talking about the greens and how you just have to kind of take the good with the bad with the Poa greens out there. But yeah, as you mentioned, star power. Dustin Johnson. It's it is helpful, extremely helpful to have him playing well. Um, and, and be a relevant, a relevant force. Cause what happens this week is there's so much focus on Saturday, right? The broadcast and we see all the big names, Ray Romano, all the quarterbacks, all the actors on Saturday. But then once that ends, you know, you better believe CBS and golf channel want to have some big names for us to follow Sunday. And and that's, that can be the challenge. Um, but yeah, Dustin rounding in the form is is a big a big deal, and of course him playing with Gretzky, I mean, gosh, what what a fun pairing that is! And I actually talked to Dustin's brother this week, and I asked him about Gretzky. I said, hey, I mean, th- th- is Wayne really intense? Really into this? He says, yes, he doesn't want to lose, but he's at the point where, <laughs> where you know what, he's just having fun. He's happy to be here, and and that contrasts greatly with Jake Owen, who who's also paired with them in their group with Jordan Spieth, Jake he said that is always asking questions of Dustin always trying to get better, trying to ask Jordan, what do I gotta do here? What do I gotta do there? And I think that's a great dynamic during a competitive event. What other tour event do we see that Yeah. where one of the greatest musicians alive right now is so into his round that he's asking Dustin, one of the guys in the hunt, Oh my gosh, what do I do here on 17? Like it, There's so much focus and so much, um, as I said, shared passion, uh, between, between the two of them. So,
1: it's always a, a fun event. I know uh, you're busy getting ready for uh, production of your XFL game today, but uh, who do you like to be uh, winning, uh, winning there on 18 on Pebble on Sunday?
4: Yeah, it, it's tough to pick a, a lesser-known guy like a, like a Nick Taylor. Um, so I, I have to go with, with Jason Day. I know he's got like five top fives there, and he loves the place. He loves all three courses. Kind of embraces all three of them, and he's he's off the radar this week because he's on a different rotation. He's not playing Pebble today. He started at Pebble, or he was at Pebble yesterday. So he's kind of going to be able to make some noise, uh, you know, today without too many people seeing. So, yeah, I feel like he's due.
1: There you go, Garrett Johnston. You can follow him on Twitter at Johnston Garrett. Thanks so much uh, for taking some time for us today. We'll follow your tweets and uh, good luck with the XFL.
4: I appreciate it, guys. Have a good Saturday.
1: There you go. You have a good Saturday as well. We'll come back. We're going to talk to Michael Neff of Gears Golf uh, with some pretty spectacular technology uh, to help analyze your golf swing in our Ask the Pro segment. It's Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan.
0: Tips for your game from award-winning PGA instructor Harold Bluestein. It's time to Ask the Pro on Golf in the Northwest. Brought to you on The Fan by Laurel Hurst Market.
1: here this morning, Golf of the Northwest. Jason Swigart, Harold Bluestein, with you. And uh, thanks again to Garrett Johnston uh, for joining us. He's uh, been covering that AT&T pebble beach pro-am for years now Uh, but we have another guest joining us here another pga of america professional since 1991 he's the author of the book drive like the pros and currently the director of gears golf and sport development michael neff is joining us this morning michael thank you so much for uh, giving us a few minutes and and give everybody just an idea of what gears golf is all about and and the technology uh, that is being used behind it that so uh has intrigued you to come up with a new way to analyze the golf swing
2: hey guys thanks for having me on um harold you're a great dude and i'm really proud to be uh your friend and be a part of this and I'm a little peeved this morning off the Blazers call but uh, you know, last <laughs> night you know, come on. I mean how bad yeah. how bad did Damian get totally hosed last I mean, that was the worst call. I mean, how bad was that call? That was amazing.
1: <laughs> it was egregious. It was egregious.
2: Egregious. But uh yeah, I guess that's the that's life. That's life
3: as a yeah. Blazer fan. Yeah, well, but, we've uh, all missed we've all missed a five pushy. here and there.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. GEARS is an optical motion capture system. Um, uh, It's kind of an Oregon homegrown product. Uh, We use uh, high-speed optical motion capture cameras, and uh, they're actually made uh, right here in the great state of Oregon, down in Corvallis, at a state-of-the-art facility called OptiTrack which is a, uh, the world's largest manufacturer of motion capture cameras. It's, it's really an amazing company and product. But we use that optical motion capture technology for golf and, and baseball and other sports, kind of like how they make movies, how, they, how they, make, uh, you, you know, they put the markers on your body. We actually put markers on the club and your body, and that allows us to analyze your golf swing in 3D and really helps us to understand really what's what's going on. So it's it's really a great product.
3: Well, it's a lot different than what we've seen other products. I mean, it's a step beyond video, just video, and it's also beyond Trackman. Uh what's the difference between what you're doing, Mike, and the uh and Trackman?
2: Well, that's a great question. So TrackMan is a radar device. Like a policeman basically has a, a TrackMan in his car, and it's designed to, to track the speed of objects. And TrackMan and uh, FlightScope are the two largest uh, companies that do radar tracking. So radar is how uh, they project missiles. If you want to, they started out, before TrackMan there was FlightScope. TrackMan's done a much better job of marketing but uh, they basically track missiles and they try to figure out how to do it for golf now. And they've done a really good job. It's an amazing product. Um, But uh, that's more of a ball technology. It gives you some club data. Um, It's limited in some fashions, uh, but the ball data is really what what TrackMan does really well. And what Gears does is we measure the body and the club really well. Um, TrackMan uses a product like ours to validate what they're doing with their club data so um most of our owners actually use TrackMan and gears at the same time so that you can see the ball and the club and the body that's that's hopefully answer your
3: question oh it, it certainly does and i think it's important to track what the body's doing because after all it's what's in charge of what the club is doing so uh sure. yeah i now there are several aspects to tracking the body. It's not just the quality of the swing. And one thing I really like, and what you point out in a uh, Golf Digest article, is the the injury uh, risk identification. And oftentimes I see instructors giving students swing advice without realizing that the student has some limitations physically. So you can actually identify what the weak points in the, in their body. Are.
2: Yeah, that's a really good point um, be, because it's body and club. You can very easily see which, you know, it's, hard, it's, it's expensive to track this. It's not, it's not easy to track it. It's, I mean, we've made it pretty easy, but it's, it's hard to diagnose that stuff without being able to see a true, a true 3D rendering of it. Mm-hmm. And um, we just captured Brooks Kepka at Nike. Nike has a, a system on campus in their turf lab, and that was like the best day of my life, um, <laughs> hanging out with Brooks Kepka. There's a commercial they're shooting, and it's you'll see it at the Masters, and our product's going to be on there. And it's, it's really cool how we were able to see that. I'm not surprised he's going to uh, have... Injuries and has injuries and the way he swings the golf club. I don't think a good example. Like I don't think Bryson DeChambeau is probably ever going to get injured, or Tony Finau. I don't think he's ever going to get injured the way that he swings the golf club. I can definitely see Brooks getting injured the way he swings it. Michael like Gears Neff is our... us like a good idea on on how to on how to uh, you know look at those things. Yeah,
1: Michael Neff is our guest director of Gears Golf and Sport Development. Um... So the optical motion. So um, we know you're working with some of the top pros. Nice to see Chris Baker, the rookie, up on top yeah. of the leaderboard this week for you. How about that?
3: How about that? yeah. I love it.
1: <laughs> and so um, I guess the question is for for maybe the average avid, uh, avid golfer, the the handicap player that plays quite frequently, is this something that can be effective for them? And what sort of costs are we looking at to go get uh, the analysis done?
2: Great question. So yes, uh, for, from a beginner to a tour player, it, the system does not discriminate. You know, it basically, it just shows you what you're doing and there's analysis tools that allow you to see what you're doing and why you're doing it. And it's super easy to to diagnose when you're in 3d because you can attach numbers and that's actually what's going on. So it's, it's really hard to see some stuff that you can't see with the naked eye in a video camera. When you're taking a video lessons, that, that, that doesn't mean there's no need for video lessons. It's still 2D lessons are still valuable, but there's some stuff that you just can't see with the naked eye that we get to pick up in 3D, even with a beginning golfer. Um, to answer your second question, um, Tom, uh, Tom, Sarah, and Craig Griswold out, out at the reserve have a gear system. Um, Brian Henniger at the golf farm is getting a, a gear system in about a month. Um, I have a system at Pronghorn and Bend. It's a little bit of a long ways away, and I kind of do some, trips back and forth out there you know when the spring hits so that's kind of where you can go here in Oregon um, to get on gears and it varies I think uh, the, boy, the, boys at, the, the boys at the reserve are probably the lowest hanging fruit Brian has kind of a subscription business out mm. there at the Hanager Golf Farm but the boys out at the reserve have one and it's really good and I think they charge anywhere from I don't know. I think it's like a couple hundred bucks or 150 bucks, something like that for a, a full swing 3d analysis. And, and it's really, it's an awesome experience. I highly recommend you go, go check it out.
3: Well, Michael, you mentioned a couple of tour players that you've worked with. How does gears help a player at that level?
2: Okay. So, um, we spent, uh, we spent quite a bit of time with Tony Finau this year on gears. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- that's. I'm just going to give you him as an example. There's quite a few that it's. Um, we're starting to get a lot of tour players that are like requesting, it, like where you know five years ago or ten years ago, pros did not ever want to talk to track men or see any of their data. It was just too much data, and now every tour player has a trackman. So as as we start to break down the barriers of understanding, uh, more and more good players are starting to realize that this will help them. Um, but Tony Finau is a great example. When you guys know when he tore his ankle up at the Masters, yep. Um, they, that Nike made him this really cool shoe, and they came out with this kind of Air Max kind of retro shoe. It's super cool. And that Air Max is basically a running shoe that they kind of made a golf shoe out of. And um, it, you know, if you kind of look at the at the the way that it's tilted toward the ball, the the, the shoe has kind of this lifted heel. So your the players basically. It's like playing golf on high heels, basically. Mm -hmm. And to a tour player like that, um, that would move you toward the ball. And Tony Finau basically um, is a cut machine. He never misses cuts. He rarely wins. He's only won once. But he's a cut machine, man. He just make. and and his coach, Boyd, is just an awesome coach. And he's like, dude, he's like, missed three cuts in a row. I, I just don't know what's going on. Can we check this out? See if there's anything we can find. Well, sure enough, we call this thrust where you move toward the ball. Tony had um, uh, some thrust or this he's moving towards the ball, and I said, you know, maybe, maybe we should, like, take a look at this golf shoe. And if you guys don't know, he's wearing what's called the Janowski right now, which is a skateboarding shoe that Nike is using as a golf shoe. And it, if you were to wear it, it would feel almost like your feet are flat on the ground. And so we measured him before that or after that, um, so literally, just a change in the shoe moved his thrust away from the ball, and the centeredness of contact was significantly better. So he was hitting everything in the heel, and just kind of overcutting stuff. And um, he hits a cut on every shot, but he was like overcutting stuff and really missing fairways and greens, and it's not like him. And that was a great—that's a great example of just a subtle detail that you no way you would pick up with your naked eye. And, uh, he has yet to miss a cut um, since then, and he made the you know president's cup he's made almost one last week it just broke my heart that he lost but i mean yeah. he's on fire so that's a great example of even a tour player you can see some subtle details and to those guys man that like a half an inch of thrust you know that that five millimeters towards the heel on the golf club that can be the difference between making money and not so,
3: michael oh go ahead harold yeah i have one real quick uh michael you've Designed a driver now? I was not aware of that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so this is really cool. So I see a a demand. We work with a lot of uh, Korean LPGA players, and um, Gears Gears is very accurate on the delivery of the club to show you what's going on. And the average LPGA professional um, presents the club to the ball at about 14 degrees upright with a driver. And today's modern driver, the driver that they're playing is – roughly 10 degrees more upright or effectively 10 degrees more upright than what you and I grew up with Harold.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, So the the drivers are getting longer and more upright now because that's, that helps slicers. So the manufacturers are saying, okay, well, most of us slice it. These new drivers are going to help that. Um, But there's, there's a part of the golfing segment that has the opposite problem where they're low handle players and they hit draws and they overdraw it and they struggle with that. Um, so I built a driver that's 50 degree line angle. It's it's called the FATX, flat ass Texas.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I could use that. I got I got a bunch of. I, I honestly um, I built it. I, Nick Price was my inspiration behind it. Um, uh, we've got several tour players playing it. There'll probably be eight players playing this on a on. I don't have to pay them either, which is awesome. <laughs> and on the Korean on the Korean tour, um, so. And, and we only made 50 of them, and we've given them all out just kind of as – it was more like a research project. And now it's turned out to be pretty hot, so I've got to – we got we to make some more. But, uh, yeah, so check that out, flat-ass Texas. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, if you flat can give me uh,
2: a Players <laughs> with low-handle that kind of struggle with hooking the ball too much.
3: Yeah, well, I, uh, there's not a left side of a fairway that I haven't visited in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> So anything, IOU, uh,
2: you, think you will love this drive. I promise you. You'll love it.
3: Yeah, that's great.
1: There you go. Michael Neff, uh, now a uh, club manufacturer to go with, director of Gears Golf and Sport Development, author of the book, Drive Like the Pros. And uh, you can find him out there at Pronghorn. Um, you can go to gearsgolf.com or michaelneffgolf.com. Learn more about Gears Golf. Uh, and uh, how to get yourself uh, analyzed. We thank you so much for uh, taking some time for us. We hope to catch up with you later on in the year.
2: Hey, thanks, guys. And uh, go Blazers, huh?
1: <laughs> yep. Let's us, let's, indeed. Let's
2: make a stretch around here, right? <laughs> That's thanks, what guys. they're trying I to do.
1: Thanks, <laughs> There you go. Michael Neff, uh, our guest there. Gearsgolf.com, uh, it's pretty fascinating technology. Again, uh, he said there's a setup out at the reserve, so you can give the reserve a call if you're interested in uh, getting your swing analyzed and uh, going through the process there. Um, actually, it's gearssports.com slash golf. Sorry, Sports dot com slash golf. We'll come back and uh wrap things up with uh Harold and I as we get ready for Center and Saint. Uh and then plenty of hoops for you today on the fan. It'll be Louisville and Virginia at twelve forty five and then uh Civil War hoops tonight, Ducks and Beavers, seven o'clock pregame, seven thirty postgame, or seven thirty tip, uh right here on the fan. We'll wrap things up. Golf in the Northwest on ten eighty the Fan.
0: Which new driver is best for your game? Who makes the best golf gear? Where should you take your next golf vacation? Which local course should you get to know better? This is the Business of Golf, every week on Golf in the Northwest on 1080, The Fan.
1: Welcome back in 850, wrapping things up here with Harold Bluestein. Thanks again to Michael Neff uh, for joining us. Sounds fascinating, and um, I'm anxious we've got to call the guys at the Reserve, Harold, and see if we can get out. Have you been on it? Oh, we lost
4: Harold. Well,
3: oh, and,
1: there we go.
4: Yeah, that's my bad. I forgot to turn his mic on.
3: Uh, and he does <laughs> that on purpose every now and then. I think it's not, <laughs> not on I purpose. Know. It's yeah. just that you're the
4: you're the talent. I got to be sure to be on top of it. Thank you very Mr. much, Mr. Bluestein.
3: Yes, thank you very much. The uh, uh, technology can scare some people off, but uh, quite frankly, I enjoy seeing things like that. If you don't let it work on your head too much, it can. Re- you know, and just accept the fact that there's a process involved with, you take the technology, it doesn't happen overnight, that you'd make a change, but there's a process in, in improving your game. Uh, Craig Griswold out at uh, the reserves, a good friend, and uh, he'd love to have us out there to try it sometime.
1: Well, yeah, we'll definitely uh, set that up and uh, go through the process. One, uh, a skilled player like yourself, me, uh, your everyday, you know, average bogey amateur, going through the process and understanding how you can utilize it. So we will uh, definitely follow up with that. Uh, AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Uh, it is a third-round coverage today. Jason Day is now one shot off the lead. Nick Taylor with an early bogey. Phil Mickelson teeing off in about 10 minutes. Uh, He's playing Pebble along with Dustin Johnson, who's already one under. He's got it to 10 under. So uh, the stars that are there are moving their way up the leaderboard. But we talked about... Uh, this particular format maybe being a dinosaur now uh, is it time for pebble beach to look at doing something different something similar to what they're doing on the the lpga and the european tour with the men and women uh playing simultaneously on the same courses this week down there uh what what would you like to see um has, has the old crosby camp, camp clam uh, worn out its time as a, a relevant pga tour event
3: i'm not sure uh it it had a time and a place. I'm not sure it it moves a needle now for the millennials. Uh, so many of the players who are playing are heroes from the past. Uh, they've got to get more relevant and younger entertainers if they're going to attract uh, the millennials to the uh, as viewers. Uh, I like different formats. I was really surprised and was not aware that they were having this tournament in Australia where they alternated men and women. And as I mentioned previously, I think it's a great format and what it does is it, it it's an inclusionary format. It brings, uh, awareness to the women's game. And at the same time, uh, we have all watched the men's game for such a long time. And, in comparison, the two are different, but they're fascinating in their differences. It's not saying that it's a poor quality of play; it's a different quality of play, yeah. and and that is really an entertaining aspect that I think that the the tour should look into. Uh, go ahead.
1: Well, I know you know the LPGA and the PGA are working more closely together than they ever have um and at, at the top level in um you know how they set things up and courses and those sorts of things so well, maybe they can take a page if it goes well if the uh, if the lpga tour enjoyed that experience down there um like i said uh, especially in that fall tour or when they start boy you you sure could see something uh where they could piece things together in in that fashion uh, I think it'd be a fantastic event. Who do you like this weekend at the, at the at
3: Well, it's interesting. I'd like to see Jason day come back and, and win. Uh, it's, it would be interesting to watch Phil Mickelson win his sixth, which would be a record beating. Uh, he's right now tied with, with uh, Mark O'Mara at, at five, but it would like to see him win for the sixth time at this tournament. Uh, Dustin Johnson's always fun to watch, but I, I really have a personal favorite in Jason Day. Uh, I'd like to bring something up about Phil Mickelson. He yeah, go. He has said that uh, if and he's not won a U.S. Open, we're all pretty aware of of how many you know six second place, six second places, yeah. yeah. And uh, it would be nice to see him win one, but he was asked whether he would accept a an exemption to get into this year's u.s open and in phil like fashion he said absolutely not i want to earn my way there uh and i don't blame him and him winning this week would certainly bring his uh his world ranking up he, i mean he, where is he at uh 72nd in world ranking yeah. so he needs to get up into the top 50 so it wouldn't be nice to see him do that Uh, He doesn't want the sympathy. He doesn't want the old person sympathy of getting in. He He wants to go out and earn it.
1: Yeah, he loves competition. Uh, He's a notorious (laughs) uh, side action guy during practice rounds. He loves the competition if he doesn't get there. uh, But he also embraces all the younger guys, and if they beat him, he can totally accept the fact that he got beat and he'll root those other guys on. So. He's teeing off in about five minutes. Jason Day's now tied for the lead at 13 under. Uh, Thanks again to Garrett Johnston and to Michael Neff for joining us. That'll do it. Thanks to uh, Will Darkens back in the studio producing. Harold, uh, you're on vacation next week, so we'll talk to you in a couple weeks.
3: Yeah, well, I may call in if I can get off the pickleball court.
1: (laughs) There you go for Harold. I'm Jason. Uh, Hit him straight.